Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Praise be the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Welcome to another edition of Real Presence Live as Father James Gross is joining you here, priest of the Diocese of Fargo, from our Grand Fork studios. And I am joined today, as always, by my uh, brother priest and classmate from the Diocese of Fargo, Father Jason Leffer. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Father Gross. And happy St. Patrick's Day to you. <laughs> Absolutely uh, looking for a little green. Yeah, neither one of us is wearing green, so we better be careful that we don't get pinched today. But we're... I, I I'm of Eastern Eastern heritage and not so much Irish. How about yourself? Uh, yeah, I, I was just about to say that uh, both of us are full full blooded Irish hosts on the show. <laughs> and if you believe that, like George Strait said, we've got uh, oceanfront property in Arizona <laughs> to, to sell you. So Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, that sounds wonderful. Let's <laughs> yes, yes. So I mean, everyone is is Irish for a day, as as the saying goes on St. Patrick's Day. We will talk about that wonderful uh, uh, patron and and bishop and uh, whatever else you want to talk about in the bottom half of the first hour for our straight talk segment um and we have other great uh, interviews lined up for the remainder of the morning here uh before we dive into those father if i could call upon you to uh lead us in an opening prayer absolutely in the name of the father the son and the holy <coughs> spirit amen amen god our father in heaven we praise you we worship you we adore you we glorify you may we be your great glory Heavenly Father, this day send your Holy Spirit upon us, the Lord and giver of life, into our hearts, our minds, our imaginations. Heavenly Father, we pray especially this day for peace, peace in our hearts, peace in our intentions, our thoughts, our thinking. We pray for uh, the peace of Christ to come upon our world. We pray for all of our uh, political leaders throughout the world for their conversion to Christ and the peace of Christ to reign uh, in their thoughts, their thinking, their intentions, and their guidance for their nations. And Heavenly Father, we pray especially for uh, an end to war, violence, and all uh, atrocities against humanity. We pray for that day, Heavenly Father, when uh, one man would love another man and not bring violence or hatred or abuse or, or death to another man. Uh, we ask all of this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Patrick. Pray for us. Yes, indeed. So, with our first segment here today, we are privileged to be speaking with someone whom I guess we could affectionately call the boss man. Uh, from the Diocese of Fargo, Bishop John Folda is joining us this morning. Welcome, Bishop. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. Well, thank you. Good morning. Glad to be with you. It's great to have you with us. You know, I was looking at the calendar here and uh, was reminded that right around this time of year, about two years ago, um, the uh, COVID-19 pandemic effects were becoming all the more real. And um, you had just begun, I think, uh, Confirmation, First, Hol uh, First Holy Communion celebrations, and it had to um, uh, abruptly pause those. So I'm thinking this time of year, are you already uh, heading out on, on the circuit uh, celebrating Confirmation? in the diocese? We are going to begin that uh, 
not this coming weekend, but the weekend after next, the week last weekend of March. So yeah, it's coming up very quickly. It'll be. Have, have you been doing your thumb exercises and getting it in shape for uh, this good event? <laughs> I am. I'm getting in shape. I'm getting in shape to uh, to put the charisma on those foreheads. That's right. That's right. I, I had a, 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 a friend from seminary who was uh, <coughs> consecrated a, a, a bishop, and I. He was auxiliary, and he he said, "Yeah, yeah, they just they just need me for my thumb." He said. <laughs> <laughs> well, let it be said that we appreciate you, Bishop, for far more than your thumb. So we're grateful to have you with us here today. And uh, one of the main things that we want to visit about is a decision that the Holy Father has made uh, with regard to um, the the unfortunate events that have been breaking out um, uh, in uh, uh, Russia and Ukraine uh, next Friday. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about that? Yes, uh, Pope Francis recently announced that uh, on March 25th, he's going to consecrate Russia and Ukraine to the Immaculate Heart of Mary in a, in a solemn act. So uh, it really is a, a very beautiful and, and, I think, grace-filled spiritual act that he's planning. And, uh, I, you know, obviously this is in response to the the state of war that exists there and the, the terrible violence and loss of life and destruction that's happening. And I think he very wisely has has decided that this is a time to entrust those two nations to Our Lady and in a special way to pray for peace. So it, uh, it'll be, a, a, I think, a very important event for both of those nations and hopefully uh, will open some doors to grace and, and allow them to return to a state of peace, which has been so tragically uh, uh, ruptured. Bishop, could you, could you teach us uh, regarding what, what this whole concept of consecration and even, you know, consecration with the, uh, through the Blessed Mother? What, um, if you could help us understand, like, what is it? Why is it important? Why would we want to consider such a thing? Well, you know, I think the word consecration in its literal sense, or in one of its literal senses, is to to set something apart for a holy purpose, a holy uh, use. You know, we, we talk about consecrating an altar or consecrating a church, for instance. But, you know, when you're talking about consecrating an entire nation, I think you're dedicating that nation uh, or entrusting that nation, in this case, to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, both Russia and Ukraine have long, long history of deep, deep Marian devotion. Even during the, you know, the communist era when uh, religion was oppressed so severely, there was still a deep Marian devotion among the people that never really died and continues to flourish uh, even more so now. And I think that this act of consecrating Russia and Ukraine at this time, uh, this time of war, really is a it's an entrusting of those nations uh, to our Blessed Mother. It's, you might say it's joining those, those nations to the heart of Mary. Mary was entirely united to Jesus, you know, in, in her heart. She, her will was completely joined to his uh, in an act of communion, an act of uh, docility and openness to the Father's plan. And when when our holy father is going to entrust or or consecrate russia and ukraine to 
the Immaculate Heart of Mary. I think he wants to join them even more perfectly, more closely to the heart of Mary so that they too, as, a na- as nations and as, as individual people, will join themselves to Mary and, and strive once again to live out the will of God in their lives, which certainly at this time must be peace. So uh, I, I think that's maybe one way of explaining it. I know, like, you know, as Catholics, we, we truly believe that grace builds on nature, and, and, and sometimes just the starting with the natural thing helps us understand these things of the supernatural order. Like, I, I think of my brother and myself, whenever, you know, we'd get in a tiff or something as children, whatever, there's, there's mom, our loving mother, her voice, and she would, you know, she'd be this great mediator to us, like, you you know, you're going to turn and look at each other, you're going to say you're sorry to each other, you're going to whatever, and, and you know, within a short time after the intercession of our mother, we'd be off playing again together, or having a good time together instead of having a fight or a disagreement. So, in the natural world, that I think we all understand that, and and then if we we take that to a supernatural level, when we think of, um, you know, like, like Jesus, at, when he's being uh, crucified right at the foot of the cross he he says to the world you know behold your mother mm-hmm. uh, kind of thing and so so B- bishop do you have some kind of sense or concept that the blessed mother truly does play a role in bringing peace to people to to nations or conflicts between nations oh i do i do you know she said very openly at the uh, wedding feast at cana do whatever he tells you you know she was directing the uh, servers at the wedding of Cana to follow her son, to do what her son asked of them, to remedy the situation that was there. You know, they had no wine, of course, in that episode. And it's one of the few places where Mary speaks in the Gospel, but those words are just so uh, important for all of us to hear. Do whatever he tells you. And I think that when we join ourselves to Mary and, and when the Holy Father consecrates Ukraine and uh, Russia to Mary, I think it's a way of directing all to hear those words of Mary, do whatever he tells you. You know, I think it's very clear that our Lord is calling us to peace. He's calling us to harmony. He's calling us to banish warfare and violence from the world. And uh, Mary is an instrument in that sense. She's always directing us to her son. She's always directing us to uh, the one who is the king of peace. You know, even in the the most violent moment when he was crucified, he was uh, interceding for for his persecutors, even for for those who were crucifying him, and of course for all of us as well. Um, And so I think that she's, in, in a very direct way, I think Mary is always directing us to her son and always directing us to the ways of peace, to the ways of communion with God, and away from war and sin and discord. So, yeah, I, I, I absolutely believe that Mary is uh, calling everyone to peace because she's calling us to her son. Is there precedence in, in the Catholic Church, like in the, in the past, of, say, the Holy Father consecrating a nation or entire people to the Blessed Mother? Is there... Is there is there some kind of historical precedence for what uh, the Holy Father is about next Friday on on the uh, Feast of the Annunciation? Yes, I, there is. There is. Actually, <clears throat> it's happened a number of times that I'm aware of. I, I just think, for instance, that uh, in 1984, Pope 
John Paul II consecrated the world and Russia and included there to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. He consecrated, you know, the, all the peoples of the earth to uh, our Blessed Mother. Um, prior to that, Pope Pius XII had, had done the same thing. I know that the bishops of Poland on various occasions have consecrated Poland to uh, the Blessed Mother. Um, and even more locally, you know, it doesn't have to be an entire nation, even more locally, um, bishops can consecrate their own dioceses to uh, the Blessed Mother. We did so in, in uh, 2017 during the uh, Fatima Centennial. Um, I consecrated the Diocese of Fargo to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And then just this past year, during the Holy Year of St. Joseph, uh, once again I consecrated our diocese to St. Joseph. So, you know, again, I, I, there is precedent, I guess, to get to your question, and I'm sure that other bishops and, and conferences of bishops have consecrated their own, nation, their own nations and dioceses uh, to our Blessed Mother and to St. Joseph most recently. Right. Uh, now, this uh, Bishop, this brings up a question. It might sound a little bit silly, but certainly many people are going to ask about this, you know, with regard to prior consecrations that have happened. Is there some sort of implication here that what had been done before has expired or no longer takes or, you know, like what is, what, you know, what is the explanation for doing it anew? Is it just because of the changing circumstances, uh, you know, uh, of current times? I think so. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you could say <laughs> that the previous, the previous consecrations have run out of gas or expired or anything of the sort. You know, of course there are some who, who would claim that what Pope John Paul II did in 1984 didn't quite cut it. And, uh, Sister Lucia, who was the visionary of Fatima, she she refuted that very directly. She said, "No, the the consecrated consecration was received by our Blessed Mother, and it fulfilled her request, her her wish." Now, I I think it just reminds us that there's a constant need for prayer. <clears throat> you know, it's not a one and done thing. We can't we can't just say a prayer and expect from then on that we're all going to be perfect and that the whole world is going to be perfect. No, it, it takes a, an ongoing uh, dedication to our Lord and to uh, a striving for holiness. And so I guess I, I, guess I would say in, in urgent times or moments like this one, there's a, you know, kind of an obvious need to renew our dedication, our consecration. I, I think of it more as a renewal rather than uh, sure. As as replacing it or, or mm -hmm. doing it right or something like that. No, it's. I think it's just a yeah. renewal. You know, uh, it, it would be like saying that because I consecrated the diocese of Fargo, that everything is perfect from now on. Uh, Wait a minute, isn't it? <laughs> well, well, I don't know about you, but I have to still go to confession once in a while. So I think uh, that, <laughs> I think it's it's a good sign that right. uh, you know we remain sinners even even in spite of yeah. our blessed mothers intercession for us. We remain sinners, and we right. always need to renew our dedication to holiness, and certainly she helps us in that way. Indeed. Well, we're going to be returning to this topic, and I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that consistency in asking for what we need. We're going to also, I think, uh, talk about kind of the historical uh, impact from the apparition at Fatima, and also some of the particular needs that we are learning about, especially with regard to refugees because of this current conflict. So uh, we are visiting with Bishop John Folda from the Diocese of Fargo, and our conversation will continue after the break. You're listening to Real Presence Live. 
Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, the Executive Director of Riverview Place in Fargo. The blessing of our foundation built on faith and our sense of fellowship strengthens our sense of safety, security, and community. This is what the region has come to rely on at Riverview Place for the past 35 years. We'd love to have you join us. Call 701-237-4700 to set up a tour today or check us out at homeishere.org. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, everyone, to Real Presence Live. Father Jason Leffer joining me, Father James Gross, priests of the Diocese of Fargo, coming to you from our studios in the Grand Forks, uh, uh, the Grand Cities area of Grand Forks, East Grand Forks. A reminder that at the bottom of the hour, we will begin our Straight Talk segment, and we very much want to hear from you any questions that you have regarding the faith. Our number to call is 877-795-0122. You can also hop on the Facebook page, for Real Presence Radio and leave a question there or um, comments uh, as you wish. As we're talking about this upcoming consecration that the Holy Father Pope Francis will be um, doing for uh, the people of Russia and Ukraine, um, this has a particular uh, meaning, I guess, for my background, because you may be uh, aware of this, Bishop, in your travels. As you head south of the town of Napoleon, my hometown, on Highway 3, there is a roadside shrine that had been built shortly after the closing of a rural parish, St. Anthony's. And uh, it was right in the heart of a lot of the Cold War um, troubles. And so what they did is they uh, purchased some uh, statues to replicate the scene behind a plate glass window of the apparition of our Blessed Mother to the visionaries at Fatima. And uh, 1917, I think that was one of the very first times that people 
certainly had it even in their consciousness of, you know, praying for the conversion of Russia and uh, ultimately asking for the consecration of uh, that land to her her, her immaculate heart. So uh, could you just uh, share a little bit about maybe how that sets the table um, for for what we're doing now? Sure, sure. I'll be glad to. You know, in 1917, uh, Russia was in the throes of revolution, and the, the monarchy had collapsed, the nation had collapsed. We were in the throes of World War I as well, and the, the Bolsheviks had taken power. The communists uh, had, had overcome Russia and really were doing some terrible things to the people and the, the culture, the, the whole society of the nation. And, you know, granted, Russia wasn't a perfect nation before that, but I think there was just this awareness that uh, communism was taking root and really had the potential to cause great, great harm, not just in Russia, but worldwide. And you know, I'm sure that that was very clear to our Blessed Mother as well, and that's I, I'm sure that's in God's plan why she called in a special way for prayers for the conversion of Russia, because it was clear for all to see, even, you know, around the world, that what was happening in Russia had great potential for harm. And so uh, I I think that her call for prayer uh, for Russia, for the conversion of Russia, her call for consecration of Russia, her call for prayer and penance by all the faithful, really was meant to turn us away from this diabolical ideology that we call communism and to turn us back to God. Because what was happening in Russia, you know, it was happening in other places too, but it was just this wholesale turning away from faith in God, from faith in Jesus Christ, and turning towards a a violent kind of secularism that we call communism and uh, that really would would crush religion out of people's lives. And, you know, it did for a long time, and that was uh, a great tragedy for the Russian people. Well, for everybody who was under the thumb of uh, the Soviet Union and communist nations, religion was, they tried very hard to stamp it out, but fortunately it lived on in the hearts of people. Well, you know, fast forward to today, and we see that war has broken out, broken out again in Europe in a a huge scale, a scale that has not really been seen since World War II. And so it really does make sense that we would once again pray for our Blessed Mother's intercession and that we would pray for the conversion of hearts, especially in uh, the nations of Russia and Ukraine where this violence is taking place, and pray for a restoration of peace and pray for uh, turning once again to the the motherly care of our Blessed Mother and also to the the reign of her son. So, you know, in a way, I think you could say that uh, humanity has tried to uh, knock Jesus off of the throne of his own kingdom, and we've we've placed ourselves on that throne. We're trying to establish a kingdom of of uh, mortal human beings, but that's never going to work. So, I, I think that we're just being called to a deeper spirit of prayer, and we're being uh, summoned to repentance, of course, you know, that fits in with this Lenten season anyway, but on March 25th, when Pope Francis carries out the consecration of Russia and Ukraine, we're also celebrating the the um, 
Annunciation, the incarnation of our Lord. And so it's fitting that we should do this act or that, that he would do this act on that date and that we would uh, strive once again to dedicate ourselves completely to God. You know, it is it is interesting to see the Blessed Mother's role in all these things, especially if we have some listeners who maybe aren't uh, Catholic from different denominations, or maybe even Catholics who don't understand Mary's role. But, you know, if if we just go back and take a, a historical look at it, it's it's pretty impressive or overwhelming how she she makes herself known as a loving mother. So if people call to mind, you know, 1917, World War One was still going on. People weren't thinking about Russia. They were thinking about Germany and Germany's right. dominance. They weren't, you know, and so this message comes from these three little children that says, you know, hey, uh, start praying the rosary, doing penances, and consecrate Russia. Otherwise, the horrible errors there are going to spread over the whole world and affect the whole world. And everybody's kind of like, Russia? Who's thinking about Russia at that, at that moment, you know, at that time? And, and here her words are so prophetic, you know, because then she said another worse war would come, which did World right. War II. And, and just as you explained, Bishop, then that's when godless communism spread to great part of the world and the world's population. And, and so how about, you know, Bishop, in her messages there, what she, she said was that, that every one of us people has a role to play, that every one of us is supposed to pray the rosary for peace, uh, to take some type of penance and to so what what what's our role or what do we as as lay people how do we unite ourselves to what uh, Pope Francis is doing on Friday? Well, I think that you're you're exactly right, Father. I think we all have a part to play, and and our Blessed Mother was prophetic in in uh, <coughs> announcing this urgent spiritual need for the world. <clears throat> it took a long time for awareness of Russia's errors to to kind of get around, you might say, for people to, to understand what that all was about. Even the message of Fatima, it took a while for that to get out. But um, we all have a part to play in it. You know, it's not just something that the, the Pope does once and then it's all over with. She called all people to prayer and penance. She called all of us to pray the rosary. She called all people to uh, pray for sinners. She called all people to repent of sin. And she called people to, you know, what we sometimes call the first Saturday devotions. And it, it's all a way for us to really be part of that consecration, really to to join ourselves to her heart, which is joined to the heart of her son. And so... You know, we can't exempt ourselves from this call to conversion that we're praying for Russia and for Ukraine. We can't stand on the sidelines and think that that's just for them. No, it's it's for all of us. We all need conversion. We all need repentance. And we all have a part to play in interceding for places where there is uh, destruction and death and violence and that need peace. You know, we all have a part to play in that prayer for peace. And peace means more than just not shooting at each other. It means really being at one with, with God. So, Indeed. Uh, we just have a couple of minutes before we need to let you go, Bishop. Um, but uh, media historians tell us that the Vietnam War era was really um, uh, kind of a watershed moment in terms of how people in America experienced the activity of war that they were able to see daily sights, you know, and sounds on the uh, network nightly news and and uh, have a perspective of it that they hadn't had before. I think it's all the more so with this current conflict, uh, the uh, war breaking out in Ukraine with all of the information, um, you know, that, that's coming out. And I know a lot of people 
people are curious about what they can do personally in addition to joining with our Holy Father in prayer, especially when we see the plight of many refugees, people who are trying to flee uh, war-torn parts of the country of Ukraine. So um, I guess one of the areas we think about, particularly for Catholics in the United States, is Catholic Relief Services. Um, could you uh, speak to some uh, options that people could take, you know, as Catholics to unite together and to uh, provide assistance. Absolutely. Yeah, they're saying that this is the greatest humanitarian crisis that Europe has seen since World War II. Over three million people, that's estimated, have fled from Ukraine and have, <clears throat> excuse me, passed into uh, the neighboring countries to escape the war. And I, I've in, invited our pastors to uh, do collections in the parishes to support the needs of uh, those refugees, the people of Ukraine. Um, so people can can donate to their parish, which will then come to the diocese, and we'll pass that along to uh, Catholic Relief Services or Knights of Columbus. Both organizations are very active in Eastern Europe, uh, assisting uh, the, the refugees who are, are fleeing from war and Oftentimes they're homeless because their own homes have been destroyed and their their towns have been destroyed. And we're just trying to, you know, do what we can and in whatever way we can to right. help them in their dire needs. So, yeah, uh, contribute to those collections. You can contribute directly to Catholic Relief Services, or it's probably simpler for our people to give something to their own pastor or send it to the Diocese of Fargo, and we will direct every dollar of that to... Uh, Catholic Relief Services or to the Knights of Columbus. I think those are the the two organizations that will probably uh, divide the funds between, and and they then right. have boots on the ground. They'll be able to do what needs to be done and help these these poor folks, our brothers and sisters. Yes, very good. So those websites, crs.org for Catholic Relief Services and kofc.org for the Knights of Columbus. Bishop, uh, if we could ask you uh, to um, leave us with your blessing today. Absolutely. Almighty God, I ask your blessing on all the listeners of Real Presence Radio, and I pray for peace in Ukraine, and we pray for a good and holy Lent for all. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. 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 Thank you very much, Bishop, for taking the time to be with us. Blessings to you and your ministry. Thank you. Great to be with you. God bless you guys. Excellent. Well, up next, it's your chance, folks, to call in with your questions, things you have always wanted to know but uh, have no need to be afraid to ask. Straight Talk is coming up next here on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.